The idea of this podcast is simple, discipleship. We want to bring the gospel message about how to interact with your coworkers, your culture, your friends, everyone around you in a biblical way, which is, in essence, discipleship. What did Jesus do when he came to this earth? He took the devil's stuff. The Bible actually teaches that the world is becoming increasingly covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. That should change everything in the mind of a Christian. Instead of thinking about all the ways society is failing, we should think about all the ways society must be, as Psalm 1101 tells us, put underneath the feet of Jesus in victory. The Rebel Alliance Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. It's the Rebels bringing your <laughs> podcast. No? No? Yeah, no, it's good. It's I good. love it. I love it. Yeah. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. And if, if you I haven't <laughs> watched Home Alone yet, what's wrong with you? I, I agree. Um, there's, there's a handful of Christmas movies that I think everybody has to watch every year. Every year. Home Alone, Home Alone 2 yep. are both of them. I count that as one movie because it's yep. a sequel. Yep. Um, Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Miracle on 34th Street fan. Muppets Christmas Carol? Nope. What? Instead, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> Tim Burton, baby. I love it. Yeah, and then Die Hard, obviously. <laughs> Die Hard, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's just real. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, I, true story. True story. I went, to my, um, I went to my mom's house last Christmas before we came to like the big, like our big family one, um, and that's what we did. We watched Die Hard. We just sat and we're just we're Sounds chatting. Fantastic. We're just watching Die Hard. It's a lot of profanity. <laughs> it is a lot of profanity. Now, luckily, it was like the, the TV, TV one, the yeah, TV yeah. one. So there was like it was all like bleeped out. No, they they do that thing now where they change the the words. Nice. So it's like yippee kaye, mother fighter or something like that. I can't remember how they said it. Everybody knows what I what <laughs> yeah, yeah. said. Anyway, but what's funny is that we were all sitting there talking and this as the movie progressed, I realized that Heather was just super engaged. She had never seen <laughs> Die Hard. What? And she was just like, this is such Sinful. a great movie. Sinful. And I was just like, my my love and affection for you is just exponentially yeah. grown. Now that you've now that you love John McClane like I do. Yeah. And Dave Dave, our tech guy over here, that's the only Christmas movie he'll watch. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> he hates the Hallmark Christmas channel. <laughs> we know that. It's yeah. Um, well, we uh, one other thing that I want to say is uh, so if you haven't watched Home Alone, shame on you. And if you haven't checked out the um, Van Brimmer's uh, Advent series, shame on you. Uh, I know we're, we're close. We're, yeah, we're close to Christmas now, so you've missed a lot of it. But you got to go on there, RevelianceMedia.com. It's it's been amazing. We've been enjoying it as a family. We've been enjoying it as. Uh, um, I, I even uh, advertise it to my church and stuff. There's a lot of families in our church who've been using it. Like it's been awesome. Behold your king. Well done, guys. Two things. I have two things to say. One, one is something that's just kind of funnily awkward. Anytime you ever mention the podcast at church, it's just like it's such a weirdly awkward thing. It's true. We're just like, hey, we also do this thing. You guys want to check it out because I'm doing it. Like it's just <laughs> weird, and so it's just kind of funny. But it's true because a lot of people in our church listen. But the like. The Advent series has just been great. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things like it's, even though it's connected to like something we're doing on the side or whatnot, but it's, it's still worth checking out. For sure. The other thing is, can I confess something to you? Sure. You know, those Advent calendars where you open, where you get the chocolate? Yeah. I cheat. 
I eat them all. I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> I just, I open them and <laughs> Number then I, one, you're a cheater. Number two, you just you, I like, you don't have a lot a whole lot of patience. I don't know. Well, long suffering is not <laughs> you're, you're, the gift of the spirit that has been most endowed to you at this point. I'm not a huge chocolate eater, but for some reason, the fact that it's like I have to wait one a day that's just so annoying to me. Mm. So I'm just it's like meant to cultivate patience. Is, is it's meant actually, to cultivate patience? Yeah. In your life. So I we we have one at work, and like we each got one at work, and mine's gone, and we got it last week so like i didn't finish for shame but like for shame 28 chocolates (laughs) down the drain for shame down the drain well we are the rebels thanks for joining us we're in the middle of an advent series where we are just going through christmas carols and uh and helping you understand them uh biblically and helping you uh just really kind of uh i guess think through what it is that you're singing and for us, we love Christmas, we love carols, we love caroling, we love um, everything that Christmas is and stands for. Uh, and I know, I, I know Christians, it's a, it's a time for us to, to fight consumerism and materialism, and, and that's always a danger, but come on, get around people you love, give them gifts, eat good food with them, and just rejoice that God is good. Yeah, ex- exactly. We, we talked about this last year, we don't need to go into the bunny trail totally, but Nowhere in scripture does does the scripture command us to be joyless and, and, you know, bah humbugs and stuff like that. So like, there's a bit of like, obviously we're not into the consumerism. It's not about the presence. It's not about the food. All of those things are a little bit about the food. It's a little bit about the food, (laughs) Um, but it's about, it's about joy and celebrating Christ. Amen. And yes, I understand that if we want to be literal, Christmas didn't happen in December. Actually, I just, I just, uh, hopefully I'm le- wrong. <laughs> I just listened to a lecture by James White. Uh, and he actually, uh, he actually gives a lot of convincing evidence for, a, uh, you know, a, a December date. Yeah. James White, yeah, saving James, Christmas. James, <laughs> there you go. He is. He's saving Christmas like Rudolph before him. <laughs> like, uh, he does have a red nose. Um, the, no, all, all I mean is uh, like people like. Yeah, you can there, get bent a, out of shape. Exactly. There's yeah. a tendency for us to get that way. And that's this isn't the time for it. It's, no. This is a celebration. Totally. And so l- let's enjoy it. And like, as you have said, I think on every Advent, Christmas is the time where the world reeks of Christ's victory. Amen. So let's just bask in that. <laughs> let's bask in it. Amen. So today we are talking about my favorite Christmas carol of all time. I, can I? This isn't your favorite Christmas carol. This might be your favorite song. I you, agree. This you is, asked us yeah. to sing this in the summer. Yes, I did. So there's that. <laughs> I, I make sure that at Crossroads we sing Joy to the World all year round. So Joy to the World is a, a phenomenal song. Um, and so here, listen to it, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. I got the Sing and heaven 
like that version so let me read it so that we can refresh our memories with the first verse it's joy to the world the lord has come let earth receive her king let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing it's hard not to sing it it is yeah i I love okay so i love this uh song as i said earlier um we talked about the 200 year history that um uh silent night has last week um, this is this song has 300 years of history, uh, 1719, um, written by Isaac Watts, uh, who wrote a lot of wonderful hymns for the church. And interestingly, Isaac Watts wrote uh, "Joy to the World" based on Psalm 98. And Psalm 98, I'll just I'll just read uh, Psalm 98 to you before we jump into each one of the stanzas. But Psalm 98, it just says, "Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and holy arm have worked salvation for Him. The Lord has made known His salvation. He has revealed His righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered He has remembered His steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre. Sing uh, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. Lord, 
uh, for he comes to judge the earth and he will judge the world with thy righteousness and the people with equity. So that's the psalm that Isaac Watts based um, this song, Joy to the World, on. And you, you read that first stanza, Joy to the World, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. And, and you, you, you see that in the psalm, right, when he's saying, you know, let, let the oceans roar, let the mountains sing. Like, and so you get this whole, like, let heaven and earth sing. And this is this is that again we've talked about this with several of the carols the the culmination right the culmination of all these promises the the world kind of anticipating the the arrival of its redeemer and uh, I love that uh, I love that line let earth receive her king right it's not it's not um, has nothing to do with whether or not he's king or making him king he is king. Uh, right and and so it's not about whether or not whether or not he we make him king it's that he is king will we receive that gladly or not right and it says every heart prepare him room in other words he's the king it's your job to acknowledge his kingship he's the king whether you acknowledge it or not but he's king and he's here and he's arrived and it's finally happening so um yeah i love i love this song i could go on and on but yeah i love this verse this verse is great to me i I just, the mental picture I have, I don't know, if sometimes when you're singing or reading something, you just get a visual picture. The picture I have is actually it's back in Rome when the Caesar and the generals used to come into town and everybody, the whole city would shut down, line the streets and just watch the king enter. There was never a doubt who Caesar was, who the king was at that time. It's almost the same kind of mental picture here as of the earth. As we've we've talked about in another song, yearning and waiting and waiting for for Christ to come. Well, Christ has come. The Lord has come, and heaven and nature just burst forth with acknowledgement of who He is. Yep. Like you said, there's no doubt that He's King, and we're we're either going to acknowledge it ourselves, or nature and the and the earth is going to burst forth and proclaim His right. Majesty because He's worth it. It reminds just, me of that that line when Jesus during the triumphal entry. I think it's in uh, John. Uh, in the, in the Gospel of John, when Jesus comes in in the triumphal entry, and they basically say like these people are making a ruckus, and he says, like if they didn't worship, the rocks would cry out. Like this <laughs> exactly. is a big cosmic moment. Yeah. You, like don't be an idiot. Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's almost like Jesus turning to us and being like, write this down. Yeah, like, this seriously, is, this is one of those times. <laughs> You're missing later. It. Exactly. Pay attention to what's happening here. Yeah. Um, and it's like that that sense of the fact that like I'm here now. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the world is going to. <laughs> better recognize yeah um, seriously yeah and, and like let every heart prepare him, prepare him room now we can get into the theolo- theological like you you don't accept Jesus Jesus forces you know what I mean like it's one of those things but the idea of like acknowledgement yeah, and so it's like right. it's our responsibility to yeah. acknowledge he's, this he's king and we're all gonna yeah. it's just a matter of that's, when is that yeah. time and, gonna and, be and the song does get there and that's but but that's exactly right is is uh, the other thing I like about that is is it it it, it shows that Christ didn't arrive with a fully formed kingdom, right? And, and everything immediately just with a snap of a finger kind of magically transforms. It was that Christ came, the king of the earth has arrived, but now we're in the process of the earth receiving her king and every heart preparing him room. And it takes a long time for the leaven to work through the loaf, but the king has arrived, he's here, and the earth is in the midst of receiving him. Amen. Yeah. Um, go. Yeah. Keep going there. So, joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. 
while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Man, what a great song, eh? Um, yeah, so again, uh, so joy to the world, the Lord has come, joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. So it's talking about the present reigning of Christ, right? That, that he came, he brought salvation, and as he came and brought salvation, um, that there is, he, he essentially, he brought the joy, right? He brought, so when it says, let men their songs employ, and then it talks about fields and floods and rocks and hills and plains, which is all taken from Psalm 98, um, it's talking about singing for gladness, right? Singing in response to the salvation that is found in the Savior. And, uh, and when you go back to Psalm uh, 98 and you think about this being where it comes from, you think about verse 3 and it says, All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. And then verse 4 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in joyous song and sing praise. And so the, the, the point is, sing, like, rejoice in the reality that salvation has arrived. Rejoice in that. Yeah, I, lo- I love the the present reality of this ver- of this verse. Yep. Like you said, the fact that facts, crisis, uh, joy to the earth because Christ is reigning, because Christ is reigning. Let men in song- songs employ because Christ is reigning. The fields, the floods, the rocks, the hills, the plain all repeat with sounding joy because Christ is reigning. Yeah, it we we often forget, and I when I say we, I don't mean like everybody, but I mean. The church forgets that Christ is reigning currently, now. that he is yep. right now sitting at the right hand of the Father, putting us in play to win him his kingdoms. There's, and that is the joy. You know what I mean? Like the joy, the joy comes with the knowledge that our God, the sovereign God of the universe is reigning in heaven right now, watching us do his work. And yep. so it's, it, there's a, there's just an unbelievable Glory, like gloriness, is that the word? I just glory. make it words. Just up. say glory. Yeah. Glory, yeah. Um, glory of the fact that God is doing that right now. He is reigning right now, just as He proclaimed He would, just as it was pro- as it was prophesied. He's reigning. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father, and men are proclaiming that. We're two of them. There's many, many men who are listening to this podcast. Women too, proclaiming that Christ is King, and the world is proclaiming that Christ is King, whether we see it or not. Right? Yeah. Um, the third, the third verse is the one that um, a lot of modern renditions leave out for shame. <laughs> so let me just say to you, uh, there's still a couple days before Christmas. If your worship team is practicing a rendition of this song that does not include verse three, repent. <laughs> <laughs> Change things around and sing verse three. Uh, Verse three is no more let sins and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. What a great verse. I love this verse. Um, Primarily, what's the, what's, Jesus came back to reverse what had just happened. What just had happened at the fall? The curse. Yeah, that's exactly it. He came to reverse the curse. Amen. So, like, that should be a hashtag on shirts for it. Like, <laughs> reverse the curse. Re- reverse the curse. Yeah. But, like, this verse speaks of that, right? Yep. Like, it's just thorns infest the ground, no more. You know what yep. I mean? Like, uh, as far as the blessings flow, his blessings to the world, the curse is found, will, will be eradicated because sin and sorrows will no longer overcome the love of Christ because he came to crush the head of the snake and destroy it. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it is. And it's... Uh, and I love the reminder that it's not just a personal salvation that Jesus came for, right? It's not just uh, let sor- sin and sorrow be no more, but it's it's don't let sin and sorrows grow or thorns infest the ground. It, it's 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 the the 
the scope of Christ as Savior. He's not just, and this is where um, uh, 1 John 4, I think it's verse 14 comes in where he says, um, he is the Savior of the world, uh, not just our Savior, but the Savior of the whole world. And this is that like, no, Christ's atoning work on the cross did more than accomplish your salvation. It reversed every aspect of the curse. It's, it's, it's bound up the strong man. It's destroyed the work of the enemy. It's crushed the head of the snake. Like his, his work on the cross has completely broken the bondage uh, to sin, to death, to illness, to thorns and thistles and every aspect of the curse. And, and I, what I love about this is, is that so he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. So again, there's this, this, this present outworking reality that this, that this hymn seems to be speaking of. And that is that the curse is being reversed as his blessing goes out. Well, what, how, what is the vehicle of God's blessing? It's the gospel. Right, it's the expanse of the kingdom. So the the kingdom expands, the gospel spreads, and wherever it goes, the curse is reversed. So we still live in a world that is gro- groaning, right? And and we would say in the progress of mankind, hey, you know what? My my lawn doesn't have any thistles. I don't know about yours, Chris, but it doesn't have any thistles <laughs> because I have, I because we've done some great things where we've we've developed you know spray for our lawns. <laughs> we've developed ways of of taming nature, and I I, I say that kind tongue-in-cheek but the reality is is that as as, wherever the the curse is is being reversed where the gospel has expanded we live in lives where we are continually reversing the curse and so um we you know we lose far less moms in childbirth now than we did 100 years ago 200 years ago 300 years ago why because medical advancements because of knowledge and and uh and uh theory around medicine all these kinds of things um you know again like what what are other curses right right when god cursed the ground with thorns and thistles he also cursed uh the woman that she would bring forth children in pain and I, I I I won't downplay my wife's labor at all, but but she was able to have an epidural for her her births, right? So she didn't experience the same sort of thing. I'm not saying that that's the actual reversal, but I'm saying that that progress as science advances, as technology advances, as medicine advances, as as humans continue to learn and bring dominion to God's world. Um, the, the curse is being reversed, and that's the outworking and the present-day reality of, of this psalm. Yeah, the, this, this verse speaks of the totalitarian... To, Absolutely. To, that's to, the word yeah. I'm looking for, but of totality, the... Totality. Yeah. Totality. Why can I never speak right? Um, of the gospel, right? Like, yeah. we often, because our natures, we, we think very self-centered of the fact that, oh yeah, we're cursed, we're cursed with sin. When Adam fell, the world was cursed. Like, you, you mentioned it there... That means animals die. That means like the world is worse than it was. It's no longer good because God had a curse. God cursed it all. Yeah. And so this is this verse talks about the fact that Christ came to reverse all of that, not of just it. our sin, but all of it. He's yeah. reversing the whole. He's cursed. putting everything back the way it was meant to be. Exactly back and, to good. And and the curse the curse started in a garden, right? It its demise was was. Um, was foretold with singing by angels in Bethlehem the night of his birth, and it was defeated in a garden, right? You know, it, Jesus came out of that garden tomb, risen again, and by his life, by his resurrection, the, the, the reversal of the curse had begun, and it's, it's been reversing ever since. Amen. 
Um, and then we get into the, the fourth and final verse. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. This is, come on, sovereignty. <laughs> this, is, this is God in all of his sovereignty, controlling nations, making them prove. This is, this is Proverbs 16. This is, you know, God... Um, turns his, uh, the, the, the heart of the king is a stream in the hands of the Lord. It's all that goodness. God is in control. Yeah, the, the nation's prove is always a line that needs explaining. Yeah. So why don't, why don't you tell people just quickly, what does that actually mean? Because we're going we're gonna to sing this song. We're going to sing it 10 times before now on Christmas. But probably every church is going to sing this song yeah. at some point. And I don't think very many people know what make the nation's prove actually means. Yeah, so... By this, I think um, what Watts is getting at is something that the um, uh, that the Psalms make very, very clear, that the Word of God makes very, very clear, and that is that God rules sovereignly over the affairs of man, that that um, He moves nations and kings. Isaiah forty-five, uh, or is it forty-six, where He talks about this is my anointed one, Cyrus. He, he, Cyrus gets named 150 years before he was even born, and God raises him up to be his instrument. Um, you know, this is Daniel chapter 2, God, um, God foretelling um, the rise and the fall of the empires of the world. Um, this, is, this is, you know, um, Psalm chapter 2, be wise, O kings and rulers of the earth, you know, pay homage, pay tribute to the sun. Um, this is, this is the, the reality that God rules in the affairs of mankind. And that means that all the nations will prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. Now that, that you know, this is, this is some heavy Romans 9 kind of stuff. That means God's righteousness and his love will be proven by the nation's response to King Jesus. Meaning a nation like, like um, uh, Babylon and Persia before it that rejects God. A nation like America right now, like Canada right now, that, that, um, that does not acknowledge uh, rulers who do not pay tribute to the sun will be destroyed or will be revived and either be objects of mercy or vessels of wrath. And, and so either in the destruction of a nation, let's be honest, God's glory was shown in the destruction of Egypt, right? As the plagues rained down upon the Egyptians, as, you know, think about that night. Uh, if you go back and actually read the text, it's such an interesting text because it talks about the darkness, the, um, the darkness that came over everything, and then the firstborn son that was slaughtered in all of the, and, and you have the, the Jewish people in Hebron in this one region, this one area of Egypt. Everything is in darkness, and all they can hear is the blood-curdling screams of mothers and fathers finding their dead children. And, and like that, there was glory in that. There was glory in the destruction of Egypt. When, when it talks about, um, you know, uh, Pharaoh pursuing them and Moses leading the people on, uh, across the dry land, and then the Red Sea swallows up the Egyptians, and it talks about, I mean, this is not, this is, this is not like quaint Sunday school flannel graph stuff. This is, it says the dead bodies of the Egyptians were washing up on shore. Like, like, think about how smelly and grotesque that, that picture is. And yet what happened? God's people sang a song of victory over the dead bodies of the Egyptians. Why? Because God was glorified in the destruction of Egypt. Because 
God makes nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. And so in that picture, you have his love on full display as he saved his people and his righteousness on full display as he destroyed the Egyptians. So when we sing this song and we sing about uh, making the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love, it does not mean that every nation will feel the effects of uh, being the objects of God's love. Some of them will be the objects of God's wrath, but God is orchestrating history in such a way that at the end of the whole thing, every single nation will prove he's righteous and he's loving. Amen. What a powerful song. Yeah, so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. I love that whole picture. I love the first line where he rules the word with truth and grace. And there's that, that, that great juxtaposition. Great, that's a great word too. <laughs> there you that, go. There's a great picture of that. Like that he, he rules it with truth, with truth. The fact that he will, he will be honest. He'll call call sin sin, but there's grace still there. Yeah. I mean, for the for those right. of us who he's called, there's there's grace in the fact that we're still pagans and we're still not pagans, but like sinners. And there's grace and there's truth. It's just yeah. such a great picture. And then you then you go into the nations prove the glories of his love, and then you just sing that out as it. And there's always that like nice key change in this, <laughs> this sort of the song because it just it just builds to this point, right? Yeah. And then we proclaim it, and we're going to proclaim it forever. It's so so yeah. good. Yeah. And and I think so. The the reality is, and and I think this this is a great place for us to finish off the uh, the whole Advent series and and all of these um, uh, carols is that joy to the world. One of the things that we love about the song is that Christians don't experience just you know rosy lives um we are not proponents of the prosperity gospel if you haven't picked that up yet you haven't been listening um (laughs) we uh we believe that that it's actually through hardship it's through difficulty it's through the dying to self it's through being grains of of uh, uh seed that are put into the ground and dying that's how the 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 gospel advances in the world around us so i say that to say it's joy to the world It's not fleeting happiness. It's not good feelings. It's not good vibes. It's not, um, you know, it's joy. And joy is something so far beyond happiness. It's not circumstantial. It's, it's that we're, we're pushed down, but not destroyed, right? It's, it's that mentality that no matter what happens to us in this world, we have a joy that is unshakable. We have a, uh, an eternal weight of glory, as Paul says, that awaits those who are in Christ Jesus. So we know that this joy that came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ and the relationship with the Father that he brings back to us is a joy that can never be taken once obtained. And that's why we sing joy to the world with such a full heart. Amen. So Merry Christmas. From Chris, from Dave, from Nate, from the Rebels, from uh, Ben and Andrew and all them. Um, We just want to say thanks so much for supporting us this year. Uh, We hope you have a very wonderful Christ-centered Christmas celebration. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys.